And now for our centering words, this is a beautiful poem from Laura Fanucci called When This Is Over. When this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger. Full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup. The school rush every morning, coffee with a friend. The stadium roaring with each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be. And may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. Join me in a moment of silent reflection. The word from the Hebrew Testament, Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 26. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for God's compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for God. The Lord is good to those who place their hope in God and to those who seek God. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The word from the Christian Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, welcome to Pride Sunday. Don't you like how I say that? So good to see everyone. I love your rainbow colors. I love the smiles on your faces. I love the intentional welcome that everyone extends to one another as we arrive. You know, it's so important as Reverend Carey was sharing that we recognize that this welcome needs to be intentional and on purpose. We need to extend this love of our neighbor to all God's children, not just the people we know, not just the people that live here in Placerville and aren't stuck out in Camino, That horn hogging was so perfect. What we want to be sure that we say to each and every person whose path we cross, not only at church, but in our daily lives, that no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. So to prove our point, we're going to turn around to our live steam cameras and we're just going to wave at them and smile and be sure they know that they are welcome too.
You are welcome here. Thank you, Federated Church. I asked Carrie to leave these tacky signs here so I could... Thank you, I feel so much better. You know, it makes a difference when the welcome is extended on purpose. Well done. Well done, Federated Church. I've had this question all week long, what is Pride Sunday? It's a time of worship for those who have previously felt unwelcome in houses of worship. It is a recognition of the harm done to our LGBTQIA siblings and their families. It is a Sunday where we say out loud how proud we are to be allies, advocates, to be queer folk, to be an inclusive, reconciling, and more like Christian church. It is an intentional celebration of the diversity created by God whom we love to worship. So throughout the sermon, I'm going to be asking you this question. What are we proud of? What are you proud of? So one thing I know for sure that we're proud of is our inclusiveness and our openness because the committee who interviewed me for this position read it to me and we discussed it with great intent and we're proud here that we live out this mission and how it reflects who we are and who we want to be. In fact, we're so proud of our mission statement, I'm just going to read it out loud for you right now. And you can find it on our website. All right. The Welcome and Inclusive Congregation of El Dorado County Federated Church consists of members of the United Methodist Church, Presbyterian Church USA, people of other Christian traditions, as well as those who have not grown up in any faith tradition. We are called to articulate and practice a perspective of progressive Christianity, which emphasizes social justice and care for the poor and the marginalized as an expression of Jesus's instruction to love one another. Rather than forcing absolute answers, Federated Church is open to asking and living the very real questions of life. So we've made a commitment to be open and welcoming and followers of Christ. We've made that commitment, and we are called to articulate it. That means to say it out loud. So we're proud of our church. We have extended this intentional welcome to all of God's children for many years now. All are welcome into this Christian community of faith, regardless of economic status, immigration status, gender orientation, cultural background, physical ability, you are welcomed here. Now, there's many other reasons to be proud of the mission and service work done here in the name of Christ at Federated. For example, there are members who fed our community throughout the pandemic through our share food pantry, which is located on the first floor. I hate to say the basement, it's the first floor. It's the entry point into our church. We continue to support uh, young families in this area through our federated preschool. It was open during the pandemic, safely open. We prayed, my friends. We worshiped online. Who would have thought? Holy Week online. And we remain, remain committed to this progressive community of faith. And now here we are. We are celebrating 
pride together. So I think our church deserves a round of applause. Yes, yes. I'm especially proud that you stuck together and somehow managed to find a new pastor during the pandemic. Thank you for that, I'm very proud of that. And today I'm gonna to share something that I'm personally very proud of, but I also have mixed feelings about. You see, I am very proud to be a Texan. Can you see my boots? Butterflies, no less. Now they're very fancy, but boots also do something very practical. They protect you from snakes. Now, I've been looking for a home here in the Placerville area for two months, and I wear my boots every time I go. I am very, very glad that I have some snake protection. Remember that brood of vipers we talked about last week? Well, wear your boots. But I have mixed feelings because recently it's been rather hard to say I'm from Texas. There's a few folk in Texas that are doing some things that I wholeheartedly disagree with, like passing laws that limit the democratic process of voting. It's beyond me. I mean, why in the world would anyone try to limit ways people can freely participate in our democracy? I mean, I have to admit it, it's baffling. I'm also very upset still, as I mentioned last week, about the way families that are borders have been treated. The Texas has the longest border. California doesn't have a perfect record either, but families started being separated there in uh, Texas, as we have seen on the news this week. Now, I'm proud to say that my niece, Nicole, and her husband, Jeremy, are in McAllen, Texas right now, working hard to provide compassionate care to the most vulnerable refugees through a local ministry. But we all need to actively speak up against this atrocity at all of our borders. But still, my friends, I'm proud to be a Texan. Conflicted, <laughs> apparently two others are. <laughs> I'm conflicted about it. It's an imperfect place. It's slightly crazy, but that's where I'm from. So let me just ask again, what are you proud of? Just, just think about it. In a moment, I will give you an opportunity to speak these out loud. So let's turn to the scriptures and let's maybe get some ideas of what we can be proud of. And Lamentations read so well by Zach, which is a perfectly good book. It just has a very depressing name. We find this beautiful quote, God is good to those who place their hope in God. It's such a good thing to think about, my friends. In what and in whom do we place our hope? I love how this verse in Lamentations offers hope to everyone, every single person. It doesn't say except for this group. Regardless of who we love, who we choose to spend our time with, what our sexual orientation is, and yes, even Texans, those who have faith in God will receive God's goodness. All we have to do is have hope. And the promise is renewed every morning. Who saw the sunrise? Now it needs to go down because it is way too hot, but this promise is renewed every morning. I'm so proud to be part of a faith community that believes in that. So I do have hope and I, I think I have faith, but sometimes 
I get so frustrated and so embarrassed and so mad at people who do things in the name of religion. Can I get an amen on that? Especially when they claim to be Christians like me. Sometimes I think I just need to get up in their faces and straighten them out. But we're not called to do that. What are we called to do? Actively remind people, God loves you. Oh, loves you. God loves you and me. God loves all of us. But we need to be bold about that statement. I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be full of hope and receiving God's goodness. I'm proud to share the news of God's inclusive love. I'm proud to evangelize. I said the E word. I'm proud to be a Christian. Now, how about you? Are you ready to say that out loud? You know, sometimes it's hard to do. I mean, say that I am proud to be a Christian. We have a broken history about bringing suffering into our world. I mean, we've done it through slavery. We've done it through apartheid. We can go back to the Crusades. But today, today, I'm standing here proclaiming this progressive Christian message of inclusivity and love. So I feel like we can say that we are proud, or at least let's just warm up to the idea. I mean, I get it. I grew up in a church that still does not recognize the ordination of women. I mean, it's painful to be called by God to serve in the ministry and to be told it's not a woman's place. You know, my gay and lesbian brothers and sisters can certainly relate to what it feels like to be excluded. Now, we all know that many horrible things have been done in the name of Jesus. Christians all over the world have disagreed on many important things throughout our history, but many wonderful things have been done by Christian communities as well. So let's not forget about that. For a perspective, we have around 2.3 billion Christians in our global village, a little over 30% of the world. And we can't seem to agree on anything. We've disagreed on how to celebrate communion, who can get married, what this communion table represents. It's an open table, and I think maybe someone in the White House needs an invitation. Just saying. And I just completely lost. I was just thinking about it. I could just see Joe Biden coming through the door. Um, so when we disagree as Christians, over our 2,000-year history, we split. We form a new denomination. I mean, we're Protestants. We understand this, right? Do you know how many denominations there are now? How many arguments we've solved by splitting? 30,000. 30,000. Right? And soon to be more, I am sure. So, however, when we come together, we can really get some things right. Some things to be very proud of. And let's just lift that up. So you know some of the negative things. So let's look at the positive. There was, and still is, an obvious need for affordable housing in our country. There are many who struggle to find a place where they can raise their families and call home. In 1976, in the fertile soil of Konania Farm in Georgia, the idea for Habitat for Humanity was born. I mean, Habitat's working in all 50 states and over 70 countries in the world now to provide affordable housing. That just lifts me up. There's many organizations that have been launched and founded by Christians, such as the Red Cross, 
right? It's the most extensive organization ever created for the relief of suffering, formerly just for suffering caused by war, but now natural disasters and man-made disasters. I mean, the name itself, Red Cross, bears the witness of its Christian's origins. Now, in 2020 alone, they have responded to over 60,000, 60,000 disasters. They're on the ground right now in Surfside, Florida, thank God. They're saving lives and alleviating suffering. Hospice care, it comes out of Christian principles. The idea of being able to die with dignity, it has its deep roots in the love and the hope expressed in Christian faith. And finally, I want to lift up Church World Service. In 1946, following the devastation of World War II, 17 denominations came together to form Christian uh, Church World Service, CWS. They came up with this idea that they could have a walk to raise money and awareness about global hunger issues. This is the first uh, raise money walkathon, and, and back in 1946, and crop hunger walks are still going on. Some of you may have walked in them before. They also provide disaster assistance and so much more to millions of people. So if you're still not convinced, I thought I'd get a little more local. Christians and other volunteers right here in this town feed folks experiencing food insecurity throughout the year, every single day of the year, including special events like Thanksgiving and Christmas. They feed folks, oh, my rainbow came off. They feed folks regardless of their race, their age, their gender, their national origin, their income, and they feed them with respect and compassion. They also provide other services like free laundry and pet care, legal aid. So I'm really proud that our congregation is very actively involved in the ministry at the Upper Room Dining Hall. I had the privilege of visiting with them last Sunday, and it is just a great ministry. I encourage you to get involved. Through our pastor's discretionary fund here at this church, we were able to help several folks last week, including a young mother with three children seeking shelter. It's through your generosity to this church that we are able to provide immediate assistance to our neighbors. Thank you. And finally, our progressive Christian message is an oasis to many here in this county. Amen. Through our welcoming, more light, reconciling, reconciling beliefs, we can be a literal sanctuary for those who have experienced discrimination because of their sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. So let me say this again. I am proud to be a Christian and a member of the El Dorado County Federated Church at Placerville, who welcomes all of God's children. Now it's your turn. I'm going to let you speak out loud. What about your church or this community are you proud of? Which stands for Federated Church Women. Romeos. I got to know what that stands for. Lest they perish from hunger. Yes, yes. What else are we proud of? You need to educate me. I'm new here. Nomadic shelter. Amen. The 
Health Ministries. Yes, thank you, Tish. I didn't hear the whole the first part. Housing El Dorado. Yes, Amen. Does youth mission trips? Our beautiful preschool. The Share program. Can you know what Share stands for? So, I got a lot of feedback on that one. It means to share food, right? It's a beautiful, I love how we speak in acronyms, right? I mean, uh, beautiful Kristen came up and I, I meant to ask her to tell us what PFLAG stood for, right? I mean, we just, we speak in initials and assume people understand us, right? What else? Neighbors, yeah, did you all see the sign driving in? Yes. So we are in, in entering into a project with Mercy Housing, and we are developing affordable housing here in Placerville, right? That's something to be proud of. That's, that's a hard on-the-ground asset that will outlive us all. All right. Are you proud? Are you done with this? Okay. As the poet said to us, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, and may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. And as our scripture text from Paul's letter to the church in Corinth for today reminds us, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. May we let love lead the way every moment of every day. I am proud to be a Christian. I am proud to have pride in my church. Amen. This song was written by singer-songwriter Holly Near after the assassination of Harvey Milk. She has said that the song came to her during the rally following his murder and that she hoped it would bring some peace to those gathered there that night. This song became an anthem for the LGBTQIA civil rights movement. If you feel moved, hum with me. Thank you. 
together and we are singing singing for our lives we are queer and straight together and we are singing singing for our lives we Okay.